This is an RPR Newslink. As the world continues to face the ongoing effects of the coronavirus pandemic, the U.S. bishops will join the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops in renewing a consecration of the two nations to the maternal care of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of the Church. The act of consecration will take place this coming Friday, May 1st. If you're in the Bismarck Diocese, the consecration will be live-streamed from the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit at noon central. Bishop Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, will also participate in the consecration with a private liturgy at 2.30 at the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart in Winona. It'll be live-streamed on the diocese's YouTube and Facebook pages. And Our Lady of Grace Church in Minot, North Dakota, is offering its third parking lot prayer activity this Sunday, May 3rd, beginning at 3 p.m. People are asked to bring their cars to the church's south parking lot, remain in their vehicles, and tune their radios to FM 91.1. They will then be able to pray together with the broadcast of the Divine Mercy Chaplet and the Most Holy Rosary. This has been an RPR Newslink. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Easter greetings. This is Steve Sponskowski. I hope you are all safe and well. It has been a great joy to serve as Executive Director for Real Presence Radio for just over 13 years. It has been a very blessed time for my family and a great opportunity to learn to serve and trust. Our family has discerned that the Lord is calling us to step out on the water in faith and follow Him. Where that will lead, we do not yet know, but we are beginning our search. I am working on a transition plan with our Board of Directors and Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for the position of Executive Director. It is a very rewarding opportunity for somebody with a great love for the Church, evangelization through radio, and a proven skill for leadership. For more information and a job description, call us at 701-795-0122 and ask for Brittany or email brittany at realpresenceradio.com. Thank you for all we have been able to accomplish together, and thank you for your continued prayers for Real Presence Radio and our family. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we are broadcasting this morning from Harrisburg, South Dakota. It's a beautiful morning. It's been a great show already, and I can't believe we're into our second hour. If you missed anything, you can always tune in to Real Presence Radio on your app. You can check it out, and we will podcast all of this great discussion that we've been having. And I'm thinking people are going to want to tune in next for Deacon Tony Klein. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning. Thanks Thank for you for joining on. us. Absolutely. It's good to have you here live. I haven't had a lot of live guests, so this is really a treat to have a live ah, guest. I like to have live guests. That's, I, I kind of didn't even know... 
you know, my first response whenever you guys ask, I'm always like, oh, I could do them. And like, now they could call from their office at work. It expands who could come. But right. Well, I like it. Our producers being smart, he's like, you don't. <laughs> I want them all to be live. Yes, Eli, I want them all to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> But we got a live one now. We got a live one now. So, Deacon, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I am finishing uh, my last year of seminary now. I'm from Sioux Falls. I went to St. Lambert Parish, um, went to O'Gorman High School, and then after I graduated, went to seminary at St. Thomas for four years at St. John Vianney College Seminary, and then uh, went to the North American College in Rome after that, and was supposed to be finishing up there this year. Mm -hmm. And I guess I did, uh, just... A little sooner than anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved in now with Father John, uh, kind of finishing school online and just kind of preparing in whatever ways I can for ordination. And So were you a parishioner of his when he was at St. Lambert's? I was. Oh, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. But so. I was already in seminary, so I didn't, I wasn't around much. Oh, okay. It was mainly during breaks Okay, I'd be home. So this is quite an interesting um for all of the priests, and I've been really excited to talk to you because I've known a lot of the priests are home, and a lot of the priests are staying, like, um, I'm at Christ the King. Sorry. Right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah what did yeah, I yeah, say? Yeah. You said priests. Sorry. <laughs> Seminary, Steve. <laughs> it's like, we're all already home. <laughs> I'm already home. Just leave me alone. But I'm at Christ the King, so I have Father Samson, and now it's like we have all of these seminarians that are hanging around, which is really awesome. Not that we get to see them, but... What has it been like for you um, in your last year of seminary? You don't really know what it's supposed to be like, you know, but how has this experience of being more in a parish for this last few months have been for you? Has it changed how you think you're going to enter the priesthood or? Um, well, it's been such a unique time at a parish that it hasn't felt, you know, it's not totally like a normal parish right. experience. Right. Um, and at John Paul II Parish, it's even a little more unique because there isn't, you know, a parish building and the right. parish office, like most offices, have been closed. Um, so the only encounters, I guess, with the parish aspect, obviously with the pastor, uh, but, you know, a few staff members here and there, the Sunday Mass uh, here at the at the parish. I think what what I'm noticing is that it's, kind of helping me, especially coming from a big move, you know, moving across the world back home. And even though this is home, uh, and it feels like home, having been away for so long and having a lot of stability in one place that, you know, when I've been home for the summers, I'm almost living out of a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And so kind of helping that adjustment, you know, I've been here a month now and have a couple more months until an assignment would start. So I think in that sense, uh, just from a very like natural human standpoint, it'll be mm -hmm. an easier transition, uh, in that respect. So. And our, and what do you think the formation one-on-one -on -one with a priest, how has that affected you? It's been nice to just have random questions. I mean, questions from like, I mean, very general questions about priesthood to very specific, like how do we log miles? Yes, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you know, yeah. like we learn a lot in seminary uh, and there are a lot of things <laughs> yeah. that seminary isn't, necessarily supposed to teach you like a lot of these things that you do learn once you're out of seminary and you're because 
dioceses vary on different things parishes vary on different mm-hmm. things as far as they do that uh so i am learning a lot <laughs> just like the practical life of a priest in our diocese so it's been great that's exciting so um have you heard as far as the ordination goes um what they're planning we talked with the bishop and we're planning to talk again next week uh the plan was to stick to may 29th for now okay. um but to reassess uh, at the beginning of may so next week we're going to talk with him again just to kind of see where restrictions are um unfortunately we're prepared for the worst to only have 10 people there which would basically be our parents um our families and and then a couple of the priests that have to be there and the bishop obviously um we're hopeful and i think that's one reason why we're meeting next week is to see where restrictions are and where it looks like restrictions might be and it's it's possible it could be moved but just tough to tell at this point right everything's up in the air yep well and um i've my mother has referred to it many times that um entering into the priesthood is kind of like your own wedding you know it's a huge commitment like that and and a lot of priests families will celebrate um their ordination like you would a wedding so what is that how do you feel about all of that? You know, this is one of the biggest days of your life and you can only have two people. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. I mean, I, I've, I've gone kind of back and forth between both sides and I've kind of settled, uh, I think to, um, experience both sides properly. So the one side, uh, which is like a very, you know, sort of optimistic and, you know, fiat, whatever you will, Lord, um, which is good, I think, to be able to say, like, this is affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't necessarily think that we are being uh, impacted necessarily more than other people. I mean, we're fortunately in very good health and, you know, not as concerned for certain aspects around the virus. Um, and so early on, I was kind of like, okay, Lord, whatever whatever happens, happens, and you know what's going to happen, and it's all in your hands. Um, and that's certainly true, but over time I started to realize a little more of what you're saying. Like this, you know, I, I haven't, uh, I have, like, I've been thinking, you know, for time now, you know, what ordination is going to be like, uh, having so many people together from your life that have helped me get to this point, uh, were things that were really exciting for me to think that, you know, this person is going to see this person with, with my aunt and uncle and my sibling and like all these, all these things kind of coming together. And so I started to realize there's more of a death and a sacrifice Mm -hmm. that is going to have to be made if that's the case. Um, And before, I I wasn't blatantly like pushing that aside, but I think it just took a little time for me to process of what that sacrifice was going to look like. And now hearing people talk to me and saying like, we... We understand if we can't make it. I hope you understand if we can't make it. We'd love to be there. And so just hearing the number of people that want to be there. Yeah. Uh, and the church wants people to be there. I mean, the church says this should be celebrated in a time mm-hmm. uh, in a place where as many of the faithful that want to come should come. Yeah. And I mean, there's a little, they, there's nothing in the footnote there about a coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, but we're having to kind of go with that and see, you know, to what degree can we actually allow that this year? Um, so Say say a prayer. That <laughs> yeah, well, and you and Deacon Kapperman have really been on my minds, and I've interviewed a lot of priests when they just entered the priesthood, and, and the number one thing from their ordination that they loved and cherished the most was laying on of hands. Mm-hmm. And so is 
there's not going to be the brotherhood there. Is that true? Yeah. The priests that would be there uh, would lay their hands on, but it'd be, I mean, the vocations director, probably an MC, um, and that might be all that there would be for priests. So, It's really interesting. I, um, If I look at my priesthood and I look at the time, the days before, the days after, and what is the most significant moment for me, uh, I was actually alone with, I think, five other people. And it wasn't even my ordination. The day of my first Mass, I had asked the Billion family to sing, and they were up in the choir loft, and we came that Saturday morning, uh, and I was in the sacristy at the cathedral, and I heard this, like, music. And it was like, stopped me. And I just walked down the hallway really slowly, and I walked into the sanctuary of the cathedral, and I looked up, and the lights were down, and the Billion family was singing up in the choir loft. And I was so moved. Mm. And, and But I didn't look. I went from them to the tabernacle, and I knelt in front of the tabernacle in that cathedral and wept. Here I am in true solitude, like you and me, Lord. You and me, Lord. This is what you gave me, this gift of priesthood. Uh, and so I'm, you know, like God will reach us. God yeah. will reach you um, in some moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but it really takes offering that, sacri- that suffering. It takes giving that over to be able to then start looking. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I love how you say it's like, I got to pay attention to both. I have this yeah. huge desire, but I know God's working. Right. And to acknowledge the suffering. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Any last thoughts before uh, we let you go? Um, what you're looking forward to? Um, I think like everyone, I'm looking forward to a little more sense of normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I can't say that I ever envisioned my you know, first months as a priest of doing online masses. So I hope, I hope that we can (laughs) return. It would be terrible. I hope, I hope that we can return at least to, uh, you know, somewhat more of normalcy and having some people. And where have you, where are you going after you're ordained? So I got assigned to Holy Spirit Parish in Sioux Falls with Father Chuck Simple. Yeah. So not far. We'll get to you'll see be able you to, You'll be able to pluck him onto the radio. Yeah. I'll get to harass <coughs> him whenever I want. <laughs> yeah. But no, regarding ordination, I'm I'm really excited to be able to celebrate the sacraments um, and really, I mean, kind of be that, in a way, very tangible mediator between God and men mm-hmm. and vice versa. Bring men to God and God to men through the sacraments, um, especially mass and confession. And I know how much they've impacted me and and helped me. And so to be able to do that for others is, I see as a real gift. What's mm-hmm. it been like for you to have Deacon Tony around? Uh, I, I can't really explain it, except it's been an effortless change hmm. uh, and an ordinary change. Uh, I can't, I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. We eat dinner. That's the only thing. <laughs> I, I don't cook, and I'm cooking now. <laughs> I haven't. I have cooked more since you arrived, Deacon Tony, than I did in all of Isn't my priesthood combined. And I just, it's just, I don't know. I pray. I have an order to my life. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a peace. I'm doing work of the parish in a way that is fruitful and energizing. It's one thing at a time. And the only thing I can say is y- when you arrived, that's just 
when God desired this, you know, it's just like the billions up in the choir loft. Mm-hmm. You know, God just desired, this is a moment I want to show you something. And you showed up and I'm living sort of in a simple way. But it's not extraordinary. It's not like profound. It's not like, so. Yeah, Thank I've got you. this this hodgepodge of a family, <laughs> my mother and my daughter, and and we brought family meals back into the house, mm. which I'm really busy, my mom's really busy, my daughter's really busy, she's a high school student, and God has brought the family meal back into our home, <laughs> <laughs> and has been fantastic, yeah. <laughs> especially the leftovers, but... <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, Deacon. It's yeah, been a thank pleasure you. Thank to you talk for with you me. this morning. Up next, generosity in a time of uncertainty. Hear how one couple is giving back despite cautions from some of our country's leaders to pull back. That, and then we'll be doing the Most Holy Rosary. Still to come right after this break on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. <laughs> 